Hebrews 11 and starting in verse one says, now faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not yet seen. For by it, our ancestors won God's approval. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain did. (laughs) By faith, he was approved as a righteous man because God approved his gifts. And even though he is dead, he still speaks through his faith. By faith, Enoch was taken away. And so he did not experience death. He was not to be found because God took him away. For before he was taken away, he was approved as one who pleased God. Now, without faith, it is impossible to please God, since the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Bless that baby's heart in Jesus' name. I thank you that you'll comfort him as only you can. Uh, And Lord, as we dive into your word this morning, we do thank you for having babies in the house. We thank you for having a chance to train them up in the way that they should go. Uh, Lord, they're a blessing. And we understand that blessing has a backside to it. And we're happy to tend to that. And we will endure it uh, to have them here amongst us so that we can show them how much you love them. Uh, Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that it's truth that we can hold in our hands. And I thank you that you open our eyes today to the wonders of it. Uh, You use it, Holy Spirit, to encourage us, build us up in our faith uh, and give us something that we can take into this week and in the coming days that will be bread uh, to our bodies and sustenance to our souls. And we thank you in Jesus name. Amen. So we're continuing talking out of Hebrews 11 and living by faith, which is Leads us over into that Old Testament, uh, which is always fun. And today is Enoch. Um, And reading about this and jumping over into Genesis, which we'll go over there in just a minute to read the sentence uh, or two that it says over there about him. But I had on my mind all week looking towards this, walking with the Lord. The concept and the idea of walking with the Lord. And I remembered when I had the opportunity to go to Honduras back in, I think, 2015 uh, and spend some time with our missionary friends down there and all the ministries that they're involved in, uh, I got to meet a young man who had come out of uh, the gangs there in Tegucigalpa, Honduras. He was a member of the 18th Street Gang, had gone to prison, uh, had gotten out, uh, found Jesus while he was in prison, became a pastor uh, in prison leader of the Christian group there in the prison. And he was bunking with us while we were there because he didn't have anywhere else to stay. And his name was Arnold. And one of the things that we got to do uh, while we were there is we got to go into the same prison where Arnold had stayed. It was a juvenile detention facility. Uh, It was still a very intense place to go. Uh, I've never encountered anything like that in my life where you go to the gate and they take your name and your ID and then lock the door behind you. Uh, And we went into, if you think about, if you ever had a dream about going back to school and it's always really big, lots of doors, hallways, big open, maybe just me. Anyway, that's what it reminded me of. Lots of courtyards uh, that you would walk into. Again, they would lock the door behind you. And at one point after we had made it through the second or third 
locked door. Arnold looked at me and said something in Spanish. And I looked to the translator, Michael, who's been here. Uh, some of you got to meet him. I said, what did he say? And Michael's Danish and he's really flat. And when he speaks, he said, he said, welcome to prison. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And then we got to the part of the prison where we were going, which is where they housed both the 18th Street gang and the Christians. They had to house the gangs separate because if they didn't, obviously they would kill each other. And so this part that we were going into was run by the 18th Street gang. And they open the doors and there's at least three or four young men right there by the door leading into this courtyard. I see young men up on the roof, uh, different areas, lookouts, seeing who's coming in and what's going on. And I tell you all that to tell you this. We walk in and the young man who's sitting there knows Arnold, calls him by name. And he says in Spanish, he says, Arnold, my friend. He said, are you still walking with the Lord? Are you still walking with the Lord? And Arnold goes back and forth with him uh, for a few minutes. And then I see him hold his hands up like this. And uh, the guy kind of smiles and, and we go on to what we were doing. But I asked later, I was like, what was that whole exchange? Because I didn't, you know, I'm trying to learn Spanish now, but I, I wouldn't have known even then what they were saying. And so I asked Pastor Alvin, I said, what were they saying? What was going on back and forth between them? Because you could tell it was a little uh, weighty, probably. But when the young man asked Arnold if he was still walking with the Lord, what he was referring to is that when you are in the 18th Street gang, there's only two ways to get out. One is you die while in the gang. And the other is you say that you're going to walk with the Lord. You're going to become a Christian. Now, they still beat you out of the gang when you make this claim. But the other thing that they do is they watch you. They keep an eye on you because they want to make sure that you weren't just what they call playing with God and playing with the game. And I think there's a Spanish translation that makes more sense to them when they say it. But that you're not playing with God or playing with the gang. So if they find out that you're doing anything that they deem against God, they will take you out. And so when he was asking him this, it wasn't just like, hey, brother, how's it going? It was more of a threatening gesture. Are you still walking with the Lord? And he said, yes, I'm still walking with the Lord. I'm going to walk with him my whole life. Long, And he said, well, a lot of other people have said the same thing and then not done it. And when he held up his hands, what he was telling him was, he said, look at the else and I'm going to keep walking with the Lord. And this idea of walking with the Lord, we're going to see that here in Hebrews 11 as we continue to talk about living by faith. We'll see when we turn back to Genesis here in just a moment to read uh, Enoch's couple of sentences there that he walked with the Lord. And here in Hebrews 11, it says, by faith, he was taken away so that he did not experience death. He was not to be found because God took him away. For before he was taken away, he was approved of as one who pleased God. And then it says, now without faith, it is impossible to please God. Since the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So I want to flip back and read Enoch's just just, just really brief part back here in Genesis chapter five. 
know, this is my favorite part about going through Hebrews 11 is it points us back to all the lives of faith or so many of the lives of faith in that Old Testament. Hebrews 5 and I'm going to start in verse 21. It said Enoch was 65 years old when he fathered Methuselah. And after he fathered Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and fathered other sons and daughters. So Enoch's life lasted 365 years. Enoch walked with God. Then he was not there because God took him. He walked with God and then he was not there because God took him. Short sentence, powerful implications. Amen. And it told us in Hebrews that he was approved of as one who pleased God. So today we're going to do what Hebrews 11 intends for us to do, which is look at the lives as much as we can of these people and let it teach us about our faith and our faith walk. We're going to look at his faith and his walk. Like last week we looked at Abel. It said by faith, Abel offered a better sacrifice than Cain and it was there to teach us something. So what are some things that we can learn from Enoch's few sentences that we get here? There's not a whole lot, is there? It doesn't say a lot about him, but what can we learn from him? And then we have that question, like Arnold was asked at the gate of that gang unit. Are you still walking with the Lord? It said Enoch walked with God for 300 years and then he was not. He walked with God for 300 years and then he was not. Other translations, then he wasn't there. Then he was no more. He walked with God and then he was not. Was not what? Was not what? Well, he was not what he was. He was not how he was. And he was not where he was. Why? God took him. God took him. Now, I understand there's a little bit more mystery around that. I'm not even trying to get over into that today. I've been uh, walking with church folks for a long time, and I've never had one just up and disappear. (laughs) If that happens, we may double back and cover this a little bit differently. But I was like, Lord, how can we take this and apply it to our life today? Enoch walked with God, and then he was not. He was not where he was. He was not how he was. He was not what he used to be. Are you walking with the Lord? Are you walking with the Lord? Because if you are, it can also be said of you. Keith walked with the Lord and then he was not what he used to be. Keith walked with the Lord and then he was not where he used to be. He walked with the Lord and then he was not how he used to be. He walked with the Lord and then he was not. Why? Was it because of his walk? Is that a flex? Because of my walk with it? No, no, not because of your walk, but because of who it is that you're walking with. He was not to be found is what Hebrews said, because God took him away. My friend Arnold there in Honduras, where is Arnold? Where's the gangbanger? Where's the extortionist? That's what he told me he went to prison for was extortion. Where where, where is the extortionist? Where's the felon? Couldn't find him. 
He had walked with God and then he was not. He had walked with God and then he was not because God took him. Are you walking with the Lord today? Don't grow weary in your walk with him. See, there may not be a big difference in you between yesterday and today. There may not be a big difference in you from last week to this week. May only be a slight difference in you last month and this month, last year and this year. But here's what I know. If you're walking with him, you're changing. Enoch walked with God for the rest of his life, and he was not because God took him. It is not a mystery how people change. It's a miracle, amen, how we change, but it is not a mystery. It is not hard to comprehend. It is blessedly simple. He walked with the Lord and he was not. Not able to be found because the Lord took him. And again, you may object to say, well, Stephen, that's talking about he disappeared. He didn't die. He didn't taste death. It's it's talking about him being with the Lord. And what I would say is nobody could argue that this man walked for 300 years with the Lord and didn't change. Because I've just walked, compared to that, I've only walked with him for a few, but he's changed me. Walking with him changes us. We know what it is that changes us. It's not a mystery, though it is a miracle. Just that terminology, walked with God implies that there's a progression going on. Something progressive is happening a little bit at a time, day on day, month on month, week on week, on and on and on. There's a progression and there's a direction. And we know that when we walk with him, it changes us. Think on that, which that may be, you know, a question box question for a Wednesday night. He lived for 300 years. Okay, that's interesting. 300 years of walking with and communing with God. You could not be spiritually, morally, mentally where you were when you started. You could not be where you were when you started. Think about how much more. You would despise sin when you walk with the Lord for 300 years. Think of how more humbly you would view yourself if you walk with the Lord for 300 years. Think about how much more conscious you would be of your own helplessness. How much more you would be aware of your dependence on God Almighty. How much more you would live from strength to strength and from glory to glory if you walked with him for 300 years. How much more fully and deeply you would enjoy fellowship with God Almighty if you walked with him day in and day out for 300 years.
hundred years. You would grow in the wisdom and the knowledge of the Lord, who he is, what he does and what he's done for you. He walked with God and then he wasn't there anymore because God took him. The walk would have certainly changed him one day at a time. Again, it's a miracle. It's not a mystery. It's not hard to understand. That's how we change. You don't like how you are. You don't like how your mind tends to work. You don't like how you keep making the same bad decision over and over again. It's not a mystery how people change. It is a miracle. It's the miracle of walking with God. The prophet Amos in chapter three and verse three said, how can two people walk together unless they be in agreement? How can we go anywhere together unless we're agreed on where it is we're going, what time it is we're going, how it is we're going to travel there? How can we walk together unless we be in agreement? So in this situation between us and God, we're walking together when we're in agreement. If we're disagreeing, who's going to change? It's not him. It's not him. Somebody's conforming to the other one. If we can't agree on which direction or what time or what method of transport we're taking, somebody's got to change. Just like when Kelly and I are trying to decide where to go to eat. If we're not in agreement, but we're still going to go eat somewhere together, somebody's got to change. It's not going to be her. (laughs) It's probably going to be me. Why? So we can walk together in agreement. Who's going to conform you or him. So see, when you when it talks about walking with him, it implies that there's a reconciliation, a coming together of thoughts and ideas. And he's not the one that changes. He says, I'm the behold, I'm the Lord God. I change not. Says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. So for the two of us to walk together in agreement, who's changing? Stephen's changing. I'm conforming my thoughts to his thoughts. My nature corresponding more closely to his nature. How else can we walk together? How else can we walk together? Not taking my own way, but instead taking his way. Walking with the Lord. That implies a surrendered will, doesn't it? That means I'm laying down where I think it is that I want to go. What I think it is that I want to do. How I think it is that I want to think. How I think it is that I want to act. I'm laying that down, surrendering my will to his will. Because how else can we walk together lest we be in agreement? And here's the best part. He doesn't force this walk on me. He doesn't chain me up and make me walk beside him. He invites me to walk with him. And I have to surrender my will, conform my thoughts and my ways to his thoughts 
in his ways. Enoch walked with God and then he was not. Then he was not. He was not where he was. He was not how he was. He was not who he was because God took him. God took him. And I'll close by taking us back to Hebrews 11. Because we could argue, if we just read Genesis, Enoch walked with God. He pleased God. God took him. He must have been awesome. He must have just been amazing, right? And you read that, it sounds like, whew, there's something special about this dude. Did you know that there was only two people in Scripture that said walked with God? Just two. Did you know that there was only two in Scripture that it said pleased God? One of them was Jesus. So if you read this just by itself, you're thinking, this guy was the all-star, all-stars. He walked with God for 300 years. I've been, I have trouble walking with him for three minutes without messing up. He must have just been amazing. He must have just been awesome. But Hebrews 11, if we flip back over there, takes that excuse away from us. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not experience death, which I could, I'm not even going to get into. That's what we have in Christ, but that's what we have in Christ. Amen. He was not to be found because God took him away. For before he was taken away, he was approved as one who pleased God. He was that all-star, right? But then it tells us now without faith, it is impossible to please God. Since the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those that seek him. He was approved of as one who pleased God. How was he approved of? Because that's what we want in it. We want to be approved of by God. We want to be received by God. We want to dwell with God. We want to fellowship with him. We want to go home. We want to be at home with him. He was approved of as one who pleased God and how did he do it without faith it is impossible to please God since the one that's you and me who would approach him who would draw near to him who would try to walk with him must believe that he is must believe that he is what that he is God that he exists and that he exists as he declares himself to be, which is true and honest and faithful and just and loving and holy and righteous and everything else that we can say about him. He said, by faith, you're going to understand who he is and that he is there and that he's what? He's a rewarder of those that seek him. That seek is an, is an action word. It's active. Th- those that are looking for him. Those who go into a Monday going, where are you today? Where are you in this day? What are you doing? What are you saying? What would you lead me into? What, what would you teach me today? And know that he's not going to despise that. But that he's going to reward those that diligently seek him. The one who draws close to him by faith, approaches by faith, because we can't get close to him any other way, can we? It has to be by faith so that it might be according to grace, is what Scripture says. Which means it puts us all on a level field. The one who draws near to him 
approaches him, to dwell with him, to live with him, to walk with him, does it by faith alone. And it's not just belief that we begin with belief. It's accompanied by action. It didn't just say Enoch believed in God for 300 years, did it? It's not what it said. It said he walked with him. And Hebrews puts it together for us. It said he had to believe first and then he started seeking. He believed him and then he started walking with him. Are you walking with the Lord? Are you walking with the Lord by faith in who he is and what he's done? Do you believe that he's a rewarder of those that seek him? Those that diligently seek him, that he will reward them. Enoch walked with God and behold, he was not. He was not. Can it be said of us? Again, it's one day at a time. It's not a mystery how we change. It is a miracle, but it's not a mystery. One day at a time, one week at a time, one month at a time, one year at a time, walking with him. It'll be said of you. They walked with God. And they were not how they used to be. They walked with God and they were not where they used to be. They walked with God and they were not how they used to be. Why? He took them. He took them and he made them new. He took them and he made them fitting for his presence. He took them and he made them his own. They were consumed with him, consumed by him, and consumed for him as they walked with him by faith. Are you walking with the Lord? If you do, if you will, if you are a whosoever will, he will change you. And behold, you will be not because he took you. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your, for your promises. God, I thank you that truth stands for a thousand generations. We can look back at a name of a man. He was named thousands of years ago. He walked with you thousands of years ago. But truth doesn't expire. It remains forever and forever. And so as we hear about him, that he walked with you and he was not, I thank you, Lord, that we can take heart. Because there's a lot of things about us that we want to be not. There's a lot of things about us that we want to walk with you and behold them be not anymore. And I thank you that you're changing us as we walk with you. You haven't made it mysterious, though you have made it miraculous. I thank you that we'll be like Arnold. Even when the world would try to draw us into their frame of mind. Their way of life. This is how life really works. 
And we would say, I'm going to walk with the Lord my whole life long. That old man, that old person that you used to know, he's gone because God took him and made him a new creation. I thank you that if any man, any one be in Christ, they are a new creation. Old things have gone away. And behold, all things you are making new. God, thank you that this week we'll be mindful of our walk with you, knowing that that's how you're going to change us. As we commune with you, as we spend time with you and your people, your body, on your mission, based on your word, empowered by your spirit, that you're changing us. And what a miracle it is. What a miracle it is. Lord, as we get ready to go today, I thank you that we leave in peace and unity with one another. Lord, protect us and keep us safe. I know we've got several out this week traveling. Spring break, we've got some out uh, weak or ill in their body. God, protect those who are out from us. Bring them safely back to us. Lord, those who are weak or ill, heal them, strengthen them, give them peace. Lord, that they'll rest well tonight and rise up strong in the morning. I thank you that the spirit on the inside of a person sustains them even during physical weakness. And God, as we go through this week, that we do so with you in mind, that we acknowledge you, that we be constantly aware of and constantly in communication with you as we go through this week. That we will be those who walk with God and behold, we're not because you took them. We love you and we thank you in Jesus name. Amen.